Hey, everybody, it's Manoush. Note to self here, we got a little special something for you um, from our friends over at ProPublica, Julia Anglin. Yes, she is back. Uh, I, I went to get a drink with her the other night, and she was telling me about her project that she's doing, and she needs more people to help her figure out political ads on Facebook. And I was like, gosh, you know what? I know just a couple hundred thousand people who might be able to help you. Um, it's you guys. It's note to self listeners. So listen to what Julia's doing. It's really important. Democracy and stuff are at stake, which I know you appreciate. So a little special something down the feed this week. My girlfriend is here. My privacy data girlfriend, Julia Angwin. Yay. Oh, my God. I've never been greeted by a better, <laughs> better tribute. That is amazing. Okay, so, Julia, will you just, because, you know, we work for, like, an, an, a proper institution, will you identify yourself? <laughs> yes, I will. I'm not your privacy girlfriend. I am. <laughs> you kind of are, though. I am, but. <laughs> okay, let me stop laughing. I'm Julia Angwin. I'm a senior reporter at ProPublica. Oh, but you're so much more than that. Come on now. We have had you on this show numerous times over the past couple of years, and you always bring us uh, shock, delight, awe, and homework. Now, you have a new project. Yeah. So what I am doing right now is trying to figure out what political advertising on Facebook looks like. So as many people have learned since the 2016 presidential election, which was that there was a lot of stuff going on on Facebook that we didn't know about. Yes, there was. A lot of Russian stuff. Yeah. So basically, my feeling is let's not have that happen again. So That seems like a good feeling to have. Yeah, that seems like a good feeling. So I think political ads are something that should be fact-checked. The public should see them. But because of the nature of Facebook, really the only people who see them are the people to whom they are targeted. So if an ad buyer says, I just want my ads to go to people in Ohio age 25 who like Coca-Cola, like those are the only people who are going to see the ads. Political ads have historically actually been very closely monitored, correct? Yes. Yeah, so basically on television, there's a really strict reporting requirement. You know, anyone who's seen a television ad knows for elections that the candidate themselves have to say, I endorse this, and it says who paid for it. And then for print and other types of broadcast, at the very least, usually they have to say who was paid for. And even more importantly, they're usually fact-checked because the public can see them. But now that we've gotten to a place where every single news feed or social media feed is so personalized, there's no way for there to be nonprofit oversight of this or government oversight. And there's no sort of restrictions, right, on what campaigners can purchase or show people. Is that right? So there are some rules that do apply to the online platforms, but... Because the public can't see them, we can't hold the tech platforms accountable for policing. So they may or may not be turning right. down these ads. So me, as a watchdog, I want to find out what's getting through, what's not. And also, I really want to bring these ads to the light of day because I might not know much about each particular ad, but somebody out there, when they see it, is going to say, hey, that's not true, and provide information to fact check it. I'm aiming to build a public repository of the most possible ads I can collect from Facebook. It's never going to be all of them. But if more people use our tool, we'll get more ads, and at least we'll have some sense of what's going on on that platform. Okay, so break it down for us. What is the tool? How does it work? So we have a tool called the Facebook Political Ad Collector, and it's basically a tiny piece of software that you 
click to download, and you add it to your web browser. So it works with Google Chrome and Mozilla Firefox. So if you have either one of those web browsers, you can just add it to your web browser, and you won't really notice it that much. But when you go on to Facebook and log in, it will notice which are the ads that are being shown to you. And it guesses which ones are political and actually asks you to confirm its hmm. guess. Once you agree that they're political, they sent off to our giant database, which we publish and anyone can look at. And we also show you just for fun ads that other people are seeing that you weren't shown. So like <laughs> that just, is fun. <laughs> it's fun because, you know, you might be surprised at what other people are getting now. Why Facebook? Because that is just the dominant platform for politicians to try to get into people's face. There's a couple of reasons to do Facebook. One is it's really popular for campaign advertising. I mean, if you talk to campaign consultants, they love it. They have this little drop-down menu, like you can micro-target. So very small, you could target by zip code, you know, really granular. If you think about Twitter, it's much less granular, right? Right. And also, you don't really know a lot of people's names are fake. So it's not the same level of targeting. One of the things that we've talked about on the show in the past year is the idea of psychometrics, of being able to target someone because of the psychological profile that's been built based on what they've done on Facebook. You like the color purple and you have a pet turtle and you're super patriotic, oh, we've got just the ad that's going <laughs> to unlock your vote. Do you feel like this is going to like shed any light on this? I mean, it's such a good question because psychometrics is this open question, like you said. Nobody really knows. And the truth is, if it does work at scale, it's terrifying. It's essentially like mass brainwashing would be possible. And so it's definitely worth checking <laughs> to see if that's happening. <laughs> I don't know that our tool is really going to bring us all the way there because of one specific thing. We don't collect any information about our users. I think it's already enough surveillance out there. Facebook <laughs> knows everything about you. There's no reason you need to also tell ProPublica everything about you. So you and I, um, we were both at last summer, the Aspen Ideas Festival, to talk about digital privacy. Facebook had an event there, actually, and the head of product of civic engagement, I went up to him afterwards and asked him some questions sort of related to transparency around the products that they're building related specifically to democracy, you know, kind of a big thing here. And he was, I would just say, hostile towards me, did not want to answer questions, said that he could spend all his time talking to people like me, but really he needed to be back at headquarters doing the work. So I was quite surprised to see that a couple of weeks ago in January, he wrote a blog post for Facebook. He writes, Facebook was originally designed to connect friends and family, but an unprecedented number of people channel their political energy through this medium, and it's being used in unforeseen ways with societal repercussions that were never anticipated. In 2016, we at Facebook were far too slow to recognize how bad actors were abusing our platform. We're working diligently to neutralize these risks now. Too little, too late, Julia? What do you think about this sort of mea culpa? I remember when I read that blog post and I thought, wow, for Facebook itself to raise the question about whether its product is good for democracy is definitely a turning point. I mean, you don't see Coca-Cola asking, is my product good for people's teeth? <laughs> because the answer is 
no, it's not. (laughs) And so their public posture is really interesting, that they're trying to be forthright and open. However, we haven't seen such dramatic changes to the way their technology operates. I mean, it's interesting to me also, and I should, his name is Samid Chakrabadi. He concludes by writing that a more connected world can be a more democratic one. Do you agree with him? Is more connected democratic? Tough well, question. I mean, honestly, the jury is out, right? I mean, you could make an argument that the Me Too movement might not have happened without social media. And that is— That's fair. That's a, a incredible democratic movement that's changed the shape of many industries. And that's just one of many, right? I think it's just that it's really gameable, right? And yeah. so bad actors are trying to game it. And the question is, how many resources does it take to— push back those games? And are those companies willing to really do that? Because if you think about it, Facebook doesn't have any legal liability for the stuff that's published on its platform. They have this immunity clause that means that they don't have to really get sued. And so, you know, for me as a journalist, I can get sued for anything I write. So I'm really, really careful, but that costs time and money. Okay, so the final thing that we want to do is we want to ask you, Note to Self listeners, to do your part in helping Julia collect more political ads from Facebook. Give the final pitch, if you would. So please help us. We would really love it if you could just install this teeny little bit of software on your web browser. And all it would mean is when you're on Facebook, you'll see some interesting ads that weren't targeted at you. And you'll help contribute to this public corpus that's never been built before, where we can really see what politicians across the nation are saying and whether they're lying. Because, honestly, (laughs) we need to hold them accountable at the very least for their campaign promises. I mean, Julia, watch out, because we know that the last time you made the call out to our listeners to install a plug-in to help you figure out what kind of classifications Facebook puts people in when they target them with ads, we had tens of thousands of people do it. So... And, by the way, that project really was the one that led me to discover the racist advertising on Facebook. So I didn't realize until we did that plug-in that they had this category where they decided what race you were. So they called people like African-American affinity, which was this idea that you like black people, but you're not necessarily (laughs) black. Like, that's literally how they define it. I don't know how to otherwise describe it. But they had placed people into these categories, and that realization was what led us to realize that they were allowing advertisers to buy housing ads that would discriminate and not be shown to black and African-American Hispanic users, which, you know, Several lawyers said was a violation of fair housing law and that Facebook has worked hard to try to fix. So we actually made change? Is that what you're saying I am saying you guys really did make a huge change. That's amazing. (laughs) Julia Angwin, thank you as always for fighting on our behalf and making sure that the people in power don't forget who their bosses are because it's us. That's right, baby. So great to be here. Okay, that was Julia Angwin over at ProPublica. And listen, we will have the link to the plugin. We will have all the information you need at notetoselfradio.org. It is really easy to help Julia out, to help out the United States of America, because it's almost Valentine's Day. And we have love for you, and I think you love us too, but um, we all need to show our love, continued love, for democracy. Yeah, so there's that. And also, tell us your stories. If you don't want to record a voicemail, 
totally cool. Email us. That's fine too. Note to self at WNYC.org. We will follow up if you want to send a voice memo. Maybe you've done it before. Maybe you're like, huh, you know what? This is the week. I'm going to do it. Record it on your phone. Email it to us. What did I say that was? Oh, it was note to self at WNYC.org. We're standing by to, <laughs> to see what you learn about civil society, civics, and big tech. We're back next week with a special Valentine's Day edition. See you then. <laughs>